Welcome into the Dead Arm Sports NBA show featuring Big Creed. Mm-hmm. This is a live show. We are here live on the the old YouTube.com. Uh ready to talk a little little NBA ball crit. What you got uh, what you got going on in your life? I see I see you've got you're still rocking the mullet. Ooh, it's still there. I mean, its days are pretty pretty numbered at this point. You know, it's kind of the summer <laughs> of mullet. It is, summer you know, is the first day of September. Summer's pretty much gone, so I might have to cut it. So what? You you go what what football football season is the day that the mullet ends? I mean, <sighs> what's what's, it would what's, be the, what's sick. the what's the cutoff for you then? I guess this I didn't is all have for a you YouTube cutoff. viewers. You got to get on YouTube, see this uh, his his uh, this, this beauty from from up front. It's I've had it for way longer than I thought I would. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a ride, but yeah, I don't know. You know, it's just I've gotten a feeling it, it's coming to an end pretty soon. So we'll that's see. that's. A, I mean, I I love it as a uh, non-female. I think it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't yeah, can't yeah. can't speak for any of uh, any any lucky uh, ladies out there, but uh, yeah, mixed you know? results. I've gotten some mixed uh, mixed opinions. So I feel that that's a. That seems about right. That's yeah. You know, that Either you love it or you hate it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, let me jump into the question of the day, and maybe your hair enhances this experience. Ooh. Best show, live show, or concert you've ever been to? Oh, man. We're not talking about your in- anything at the rave. All right, we're <laughs> we're gonna eliminate that anything revolving the, around the race. That's a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones back. I mean, I remember way back when I saw like Kendrick Lamar and Ab Soul before Kendrick was really big. So that was really cool. Um, hmm. I have to say, like Freddie Gibbs. I saw Freddie Gibbs a couple years back, and that was really, really cool. I'm not sure if you have. Uh, no, no. So I, I want you to explain who that is. I don't even know who you're talking about. Oh, he's a he's a rap artist. I mean, he. Uh, yeah, man. Well, I don't know what more I can say. Just good rap artist. It was a really good show. He was funny. Where did you like, see him? This was at the rave too. This was at the rave. This is at the <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. It was at the Eagles Ballroom, I believe. Oh, that when they changed their yeah. name. Did you see that they were hosting this month a Shrek themed rave? No. At the rave? I, did not. I think I did it was not. September 25th. And I was like, <laughs> damn, do I need to fly up for that wow. shit? A I Shrek mean, themed rave? That sounds like a goddamn good time. I'm kind of mad that I missed that, to be honest with you. September 25th. <laughs> I don't think you missed that, man. Oh, it's, it's this September. First. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. May have um, to uh, may mean, have to I'll make my way up there. If, I'll be here if, if you're coming. Or dude. maybe it was August 25th. If it's August, then we're screwed. Then, but okay. the fact that there's a Shrek themed yeah. rave that's incredible. We'll circle back. I we'll mean, circle we'll circle back, back on it. We'll <laughs> talk know, off camera and try to figure something <laughs> out. <laughs> we'll circle. Well, what back. about yourself? What about yourself? I have to go back to my first concert that I saw. That was it was a free show. 
that was sponsored or paid for by UW Milwaukee, where I went to school. <laughs> nice. Lupe Fiasco, man. He had Ooh, okay. I, I was I was all in on Lupe at the time. Mm-hmm. And so like the timing worked out with that. Plus what made it extra dope. He didn't like there wasn't any like electronic beats behind, you know, like over you know, there was no electronic beats. He had a full orchestra. He oh, had wow. a he had a full band, you know, guitar, mm-hmm. bass, drums, multiple backup singers. Some of the backup singers that are featured in other songs were there. Uh, Skylar Gray, and I know there was one other one there. Uh, mm-hmm. Feel bad for not remembering her name, but <laughs> I mean, it was it was so cool. It was as live as possible. Mm-hmm. Just just there was not there were no. Uh, you know, it wasn't just hearing electronic beats from yeah. behind. It was it was this live it was a live freaking whole orchestra. Right. And live singers and live bass, guitar, drums, all that shit. It was so cool. And and again, like I said, I was I was super into Lupe at that time too. Mm-hmm. Lupe Fiasco, my 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 homie. If you are what you say you are. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah, I know that one. I know that one. Like, I mean, he played that shit. He played a bunch of, some of his older stuff, some of his newer stuff. It was, he really hit the full gambit of of everything that I knew. And that was, I don't know, that was really cool. But I got to give a shout out. That was, I was there for four years at UW-Milwaukee. And they do... A they they do a free concert for their students every year, which that alone is badass. But that first one, my freshman year, the Lupe concert, that's probably the best show I've ever been to. So shout out to the alma mater. Not gonna give any additional <laughs> donations to you for it, no. but uh mm-hmm. I already gave you a couple tens gave, of thousands of dollars. Yeah, but you gave them enough. <laughs> As yeah. did I. As did I. So damn Skippy. Well, hey, let's uh, let's jump into the the world of the NBA, and we got some breaking news on the show. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell was just traded to the Cavs. Uh, Crit, I know you've got the details in this. Something that really feel like it kind of came out of the blue. It felt like it was just a a known destination that Donovan Mitchell was going to be going to the Knicks, but Crit, why don't mm-hmm. you dive into the details of this trade to Cleveland and uh, and then give me give me kind of your initial thoughts and we'll go from there. Um yeah man like you said it this did kind of come out of nowhere. I mean I was just scrolling through my phone and saw it and I was like what? I mean it I know a while back it had like Cleveland had kind of been a dark horse team that was mentioned but i just didn't think that they would actually pull the trigger and get it done pull the fucking trigger boy yeah man (laughs) but yeah i mean here it is so they gave up oh let's see it's three unprotected first round picks and two pick swaps so it's five first round picks in total um laurie marketing colin sexton in a sign and trade so i just saw he's been signed to a four-year 72 million dollar extension with utah So that's a big payday for him, and um, and Cleveland's uh, first round pick from this draft, uh, Ochai Agbaji from uh, Kansas, I believe. So he was the number fourteenth overall pick. So you get a lottery pick, you get Sexton, good player coming off an injury, and you get a still youngish 
player in uh, Lori Market and plus five first round picks. So quite the haul for uh, for Utah. I'm more interested in kind of your thoughts. So Utah at this point, obviously, they're just collect. It's it's what Danny Ainge did with the Celtics. He collected as many picks as he possibly could. He, you know, his his first the first or one of the first trades that he made or made two basically made two big trades. Uh, the one with the Celtics where he sent when he was still the Celtics GM sending Paul Pierce and. Kevin Garnett to the Nets for a shitload of picks. Yeah. Highway robbery. Highway robbery. That turned into Jason. One of those picks turned into Jason Tatum. The other trade that he made was uh, sending away Gerald Wallace to Portland Mm -hmm. for a shit ton of picks. And that turned into Jalen Brown. So Danny Ainge has made out well in these trades. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. getting getting Jason Tatum, who is a first team All NBA player, and Jalen Brown, who is probably due for a max extension, re- whether it's with the Celtics or he takes a one year deal and cashes in two years from now when the CBA is renegotiated. Mm-hmm. So, Danny Ainge tends to win these trades, but we won't know. How those, how these trades with the T Wolves, with all those picks, with Cleveland for all those picks, we won't know how that works out for a while. So my, I'm more interested in kind of what do you think on the Cleveland side, the Cavs side, where do they now sit in the East? I mean, we saw, we saw Darius Strickland. He just got Darius Strickland. I fucking did it again. Garland. Darius Garland, <laughs> what's wrong with me? Yeah, shout out Darius Strickland again. <laughs> two weeks in a row. <laughs> Ding. Uh, Darius Garland and uh, Evan Mobley, mm-hmm. those two leading that team, uh, and and marketing was a big piece to that team. But but really, the core of that team is kind of revolves around Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. And Garland slash Strickland. Slash Strickland. Yeah. What do you what do you think that I mean at at this point adding Donovan Mitchell obvious really good player can't say top ten top top fifteen maybe borderline top twenty I'd say overall player in the NBA mm-hmm. what do you think this does for the Cavs uh, I I mean just just in terms of trajectory this season and going into the future because I'd assume also right. coming with this trade would be a max extension mm-hmm. well. I mean, clearly this this helps Utah or, or uh, Cleveland. Excuse me. So you you can't just get a player of Donovan Mitchell's caliber and expect it not to do anything but help you. I mean, they they did give up quite a bit, uh, mainly just draft capital. But you know, Markkanen was a decent player for them last year. Um, was kind of pretty big with a lot of their defensive lineups that they had. They ran like three. I mean, basically three, six, ten, and above guys in the lineup. I mean, Markkinen was playing small forward most of the year, which was kind of a weird That's fit at, at first. But it, but it was, it was really interesting defensively because it just made and he could shoot and he could stretch the floor. So that, they're going to have to replace a guy in the wing who, at the moment, it's probably like a Karis Levert or an Isaac Okoro. I forgot I they got Levert see, too. I could maybe see another trade coming. With you know bringing in another three and D sort of wing to kind of solidify that rotation, but um, I mean right off the bat, clearly what Cleveland is is banking on is the offensive 
potential of that backcourt because defensively a backcourt of Mitchell and Garland is pretty horrendous. So you're going to have to rely a lot on Evan Mobley getting better as an offensive player. I mean, he already showed what he, what he could do on the defensive side of the ball. You said horrendous. Um, that's a little, that's a little tough. Say, I would say, I mean, we saw what Mitchell, his defense is looking oh, like defense, in the playoffs uh, oh, all did last you say year. just defensively? Oh, defensively. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Offensively. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, defensively, I think, I mean, maybe that's still a little bit harsh, but it's, it's no, bottom it's, that's tier fair. in the league as far as just defense. <laughs> it's they're, fair. they're both small, they're small guards. So you basically have like two guys that are the size of point guards that are going to be at well, the Mitchell, one Well, Mitchell, right two. now, so I mean, like, last last season also, Mitchell didn't even try on defense. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean straight up. Like I, effort I, was I, a... I think Mitchell, see, this is the thing with defense. Like, sorry, I didn't, I, I'm not trying to cut you off here, Crit, but. Things, no, you're good. Defense, like defensively, everybody, almost everybody in the NBA can play defense. They're all athletic yeah. enough to do it. It's sincere, like I mean, at, 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 or at least perimeter defense. Not everybody can defend the basket the way that, like a you know, a, like a right, you know, prime Dwight Howard could. But everybody on the mm-hmm. perimeter can play hard, good perimeter defense. Everybody's athletic. Or I should say most players are. James Harden mm-hmm. decides not to play defense. He's, okay, granted, he's not at this point that athletic, but no. Donovan Mitchell is athletic enough to play some very, very premier defense. Darius Garland right. is athletic enough to play some premier defense. So, if they got the right, I think if they get the right coaching staff in there, or or at least a different amount, a different sense of like pressure from their current coaching staff, that dude, we need you guys to be like lockdown defenders out here. If not, mm-hmm. they're gonna continue on with their ways. But I think they both that both those guys, given that they're given their athleticism. They just need to give some goddamn effort, and they can play. They can be a good defensive perimeter team. Right. I mean, I guess I don't. I don't fully disagree with that. I think like effort is clearly a huge part of defense. I mean, those two are smaller guards, so they're always going to struggle against bigger players. But the effort. I mean, if you're putting in the effort like that, that goes a long way. So I guess that remains to be seen. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell like, is but. six foot one. That's right. a, that's and a then, problem. You know, that's true. Even in even when Utah was going, you know, the last few years going on some good runs, like he was clearly the worst defensive player on in that's their the same five. height as I mean, they, Trey Young, Jalen Brunson, right? Uh, which I, I, mean, I will be fully fully honest, I did not, not realize. I thought he was maybe like closer to six four, no, six five. So he, that's what I was saying. I mean, they're they're two point guard. I mean, and, and Garland. I, I guess I don't have his height uh, in front of me here, but. He can't be much taller. Dar- Darius, see, yeah, six one, same thing. Or Strickland. So yeah, <laughs> Darius Strickland here, six one. So they're they're both six ones. You're gonna have a six one starting one and two. So that's that's a, that's good a downgrade point. as far. I mean, but offensively, it's gonna be pretty disgusting. I mean, Garland obviously exploded last year. Was an all star. Um, you know, twenty one points per game, eight point six assists. Um, 
he shot well from three, 38%. Like that's, those are some really good numbers and he's super young. I mean, what he is 21, I believe 22. He's 22. So like he, he still has like the sky's the limit for him. Donovan Mitchell is still pretty young. It seems like he's been in the league so long, but he's only 25. Um, Evan Mobley is really young. Jared Allen is young too. So like, I think, I think the defensive prowess of Allen and Mobley is enough for them to feel comfortable, at least enough, you know, that those two can anchor their defense. And that even if Garland and, um, Mitchell were to get beat, you still have like the twin towers, basically sitting back there that, you know, it's kind of like a, what Milwaukee's been doing the last couple of years with Brooke Lopez and Giannis. Like, even if one of your guards gets beat, you still have to go over, I mean, two almost seven footers, basically. So it's and, and that that really truly covers up Middleton's defensive weaknesses. Is that right? Okay, well, shoot. If I end up letting this guy go, I know right. I got Brooke right behind me to to, to exactly. swat. And, so and if the guy may, ends flood. up making an eighteen footer. It is what it is. I mean, you have to live with it. You have to. So I it's mean, like NBA if they can do enough, make shots. Right. If those two can do enough on the perimeter and just hope that if they get beat, just kind of flush them right into an Allen or a Mobley, I think that could work. And then obviously offensively, it's going to be just crazy. I mean, you got two guys that, that I mean, Mitchell and Garland can both handle the ball at, at an elite level. Garland showed, like I said, 8.2 assists per game. I mean, that's that's really good. And I think he can get even better. Mitchell's a really, you know, I think underrated passer. I don't think the assist numbers are always there, but he was always, he showed really good vision in his time in Utah. And obviously they're both shot makers too and shot creators. So I think offensively the Cavs could be really, really good. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if they go with an even smaller lineup, like if they run Levert at the three or a Coro at the three, which those two, in my opinion, are both more shooting guards, but if you throw like an Isaac Okoro in there, you can bolster the defense a little bit more, but the offense doesn't get any better. Or you can just go all out offense and shooting with uh, Garland, Mitchell, Levert, uh, one, two, three. So we'll see what they do or if another trade is is inbound for another another wing. I think that would be a good idea. Um, but we'll see. I mean, right away, I think I would give it, if I had to grade it, I mean, I would give this like, a B plus That's right fair. now for Cleveland because they gave up a lot. They gave up a but ton this, to get. See, Mitchell. this is this is what you you have to give up to get. You know, so so right, right. I mean, look at look at what the Bucks gave up for Holiday, and it, and worked, it out. worked out. We end, uh, and Bucks we'll ended up if, getting a title. Know, like, so it's like okay, we gave up. Right. A sh- you know, the Bucks ended up giving up a shitload of right. for early first or and Mitchell's, first round picks that. They're going to be yeah. at the end of the first round, but we got ourselves and a title out young. of that, and that's that's what we got our first title, man. I was fucking crying because we got a right. title. I right. don't really give a shit. We could be the Bucks could be dog shit for the next twenty years, but I was able to as a as a fan, I was able to experience mm-hmm. a title. I don't really give a fuck about the next two decades. Of course, I'm going to be rooting for them, but if they go into a tank, <laughs> I'm going to. Because right. they gave up all their draft picks, I'm cool because I got to experience a title. My right. next okay, so I want to just just a little quick nugget about Donovan Mitchell. The Lakers scouting staff fell 100 percent in love with Donovan Mitchell 
back in uh back in that draft when with when they ended up taking Lonzo Ball and Magic Johnson was still running that team they if they would have listened to that scout team they would have ended up taking Donovan Mitchell at number 2 instead of Lonzo Ball like that could have changed that like the, the the Lakers could be looking at a completely different team right now if right. they had if they had made that move but no i mean ultimately like in terms of the eastern conference i still even with this move you got to put the bucks you got to put the celtics you got to put i put the sixers, sixers ahead of them still. i mean who knows what's going Probably on with the, the nets yeah you got the heat so the Cavs then i think if Six. Yeah. Like if I, the Nets get everything I mean, together, the, the Cavs jumped. Scary. Made the or the Cavs were up there in the front, the first or top half of the East last season. But I mean, they were, they had a lot of injuries kind of down the stretch, and then they fell into the play-in tournament, and just it was unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think. I mean, if I had to rank the East, it's kind of tough. But yeah, I would put. But 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 does Milwaukee but does them. this put the Cavs into the, you know, top half of the East, and my answer I wouldn't is say probably it doesn't. I think like at best it would be like like fifth seed. Yeah, for me. that's I think that would be right. that's like best case scenario because they're still young. I mean, you're still relying a lot on Darius Garland. He's a young leader. We don't know like what he's gonna look like when the lights are the brightest in the playoffs. I mean, he was in the play-in tournament, but that's. A little bit different than like a full seven game series in the playoffs. You got Evan Mobley who showed, I mean, just immense potential as a rookie. I love, I love Evan Mobley. I think think Mobley is going to be in a redraft. Like I, I would take him number one. That's that's literally what I see out of Evan Mobley. In in a redraft, I mean, it'd be hard for me to pass up on him for number one overall. It's like he was that he was that impressive last year, And, and like Scotty Barnes was really good too. I don't. I'm not throwing hate on him for winning rookie of the year. He was super impressive. But Scotty Barnes. I think Mobley has. So then we got to yeah, throw I the think Raptors Mobley, in there too. At this point, honestly, the East is probably East is stronger than the West, which. Don't yeah, it's say tough that because, man, I mean, I mean they're, the West is so deep too, though. It's like you had teams like, like the Pelicans, like fighting to get okay, in it well, last okay, year. Okay, you know, maybe this, really maybe good. it's more balanced than it has been in previous yeah, years. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's very. I think it's very balanced now. And like the last couple of years, it seems like the East has just been super top heavy with teams like Miami and and the Bucks and Boston. Really hadn't you know come into its own yet. Um, Sixers were always kind of hanging on the cusp, but they never did anything. So now I think like yeah, it's going to be a, re- a really interesting race. Um, yeah, so okay, so we I I think not just you and I, but kind of the entire NBA world assumed that Donovan Mitchell was gonna be a Nick, given that, you know, right. he'd grown up in New York and that was you know, it seemed like that was That's that was it was that was gonna about. be his That's final like, destination. Right. He he wiped right. his IG of anything mm-hmm. jazz before this trade was ever announced and it seemed mm-hmm. it just everything was it was everything imminent. was it pointing nicks 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 and then of course this trade yeah. goes he, down so he, now <laughs> now we so now he, let's dive into 
the Knicks giving R.J. Barrett that four-year, $120 million contract that they did this past week. Did the Knicks know something? Did they know, ah, shit, we're not getting Mitchell? Or did they do that to try to be try to make it a little bit more enticing for Mitchell to come, knowing that he'd have a running mate? I mean, I guess it's a win, regardless getting RJ Barrett locked up for the next four years because he is a good, he's a very good player developing i think worth the money yeah but ton of potential but, but do you like ton of potential what do you think about i guess for for the knicks like is is this a, a move worth making how do you think that they can succeed in the future going really this is the all lefty squad with jalen brunson rj barrett julius randall oh. all lefties <laughs> i didn't realize that yeah so you you well, got the all lefty squad on the knicks i mean yeah. are like are you are you into the knicks future with you know with this deal what are your i guess I, what just just get going okay so First off, I just you gotta love it. Like you gotta love it that Knicks fans just can't get any relief. It's just, I mean, obviously signing RJ is a, is a win for them, but it just seems like every big storyline that's happened over the last four or five seasons, they just fall flat on their face. It's just hilarious. It's like first Kyrie Irving and KD are gonna go there. Nope, they go to New York, but not to the Knicks. Like then they were gonna win the lottery and get Zion's. Like nope, you got third and you got RJ and. And now this, I mean, I mean, they won, you know, the, the Jalen Brunson, free, uh, whatever you want to call it, sweepstakes and sweepstakes. free agency. So, right. You're a uh, winner. You're a winner. Right, right, right. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not super enticed by their future. I mean, I think RJ is a really good player, but I'm not a super believer in Jalen Brunson getting any better than he showed last year. I mean, I think he was, he was really good for Dallas, but like, let's not. Let's not get it twisted. I mean, Luca is just that dude. So Luca carried that team, and I think I could have been playing next to Luca and probably looked good. Okay, but uh, you know, like I he mean, was, okay, he was that well, good. let's not get carried away. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe not. I'd be riding the I'd be riding the pine. I'd be riding the pine. Yeah, let's let's not get it twisted. I'd I'm, be I'm, the pine. I'm fine but, with you, but no, but no, Luca's but, that but I dude. get your point, and the right. the I mean, the point that you're that ultimately that needs to be made is Jalen Brunson is going from a a side a backcourt sidekick and ultimately right. a three I mean, for the Mavs now to being kind of like a quasi one him and RJ mm-hmm. Barrett are kind of the right. 1A 1B with that Knicks offense and, and Julius Randle's gonna be like Julius bitching, Randall, and he'll like, be like, "Well, who knows?" Like, it's it's a it's a team that really there's they the Knicks have no identity. It's it's right. three guys no, that fall as okay. Ju- like if you were to grade power forwards, Julius Randle, what do you give him as from an A through I, F? I probably give him a B. Uh, yeah, maybe like maybe a B, maybe like a C plus. Like I think he 
he peaked super hard in that contract year and like he looked like you're like whoa maybe he's gonna be he's finally gonna realize his potential and shoot up to be one of the best power forwards in the league at least offensively rj barrett came crashing a b or a a b high c or a b i'd give rj a b because i think his potential is is still really jalen brunson high C c or a b C. So Never there mind. you go. So you you've got all your money tied up to yeah. maximum you, you like, of a B. Right. Like it's basically a range of C to B. That's where all your money Mediocrity. is. That's where a hundred million dollars is tied up right. between right. R.J. Barrett's new now thirty million dollars, Jalen Brunson just over thirty million. And uh, Julius Randle over thirty million. That's a hundred million dollars of your cap. That's tied to maximum B level players. So the Knicks, and and you can have those three B level players. To but to win a title, combine those three B level players with an A. Then you have a title team mm-hmm. to be sitting there with three B level players as that's your foundation. Now you're kind of sitting again as the Knicks have been since Mello got there a decade and a half ago. You're sitting there in just kind of no man's land in limbo. And you're just sitting there in limbo, in, just completely in limbo. Yeah. The, if the Knicks just constantly think we're going to we're going to get we're going to land this hot superstar that was their that was their entire business model yeah, uh, about going trying to get lebron trying to get dwayne yeah. wade trying to get chris boss or chris bosh they all went to one team the yeah. Knicks got none of them yeah they've been trying to make their way back to relevance since then they built their entire team around trying to get those guys, and they got none of them. Right. And now we're a, right. this is literally more than a decade later, and they're still trying to recover from this. The Knicks are a fucking joke. That ownership, James Dolan needs to just like sell this team. He is doing a, yeah. a an incredible disservice to the city of NYC by mm-hmm. owning this team. And not hiring the right people, not putting the correct resources in when it comes to draft, when it comes to trade potential, when it comes to like, like you have to put the, you need to put the best people in charge and shit happens. It's not a coincidence that the most high end companies in the world are run by the most high end people. They're not just run by the owner. When when the owner has too much power, shit goes off the fan. That's the wrong phrase. Shit hits the fan. And that's what's happening with the Knicks now. They have an owner who doesn't want to give up any power and wants to have too much say in everything. And that's why the Knicks haven't gotten anywhere. They're not going to get anywhere until he gives up any sort of power. I'm sure that the Jazz and Knicks could have gotten a Donovan Mitchell deal done. 
Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking Jim Dolan, the owner, stepped in and said, wait, does that mean I have to go into the luxury tax? Hey, by the way, newsflash, the Warriors have been in the in the salary, in, in the tax bracket, paying, uh, paying those tax fees for being over the cap limit Long for time. like six years. And they've won like four titles. So pick and choose what you want to do here, buddy. But good God, the Knicks need to do something to get back into relevance. And I really think it has to start with with Jim Dolan basically selling that team because the Knicks should not be this irrelevant for this long. They haven't been relevant since Patrick Ewing won his title back in the 80s. These are the Knicks, man. They're supposed to be this they're supposed to be equal to like the Celtics, equal to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And they've just been an absolute train wreck for so damn long. And now they miss out on another star. Donovan Mitchell, yep. that could have been the, just just the next guy to maybe and propel he's a New York that kid. to something. He wanted to go there. Like, he actually wanted to go there. I don't think a lot and of... And he wanted to go there. High level, I don't think a lot of high-level players want to go there because the organization is so dysfunctional. Even though it's a, one of the best markets in the country, the organization and the management is just a train wreck. So I don't think a lot of players actually want to go there. It's like... Brunson went there because his dad is an assistant coach there. And it's like Donovan wanted to go there because he's from there. But like, other than that, they haven't had a lot of options. Well, and, and, so, and yeah, I agree dude, with you. Mello, when Mello went there, he went to university yeah. of Syracuse. He's from New right. York. He's a New York right. kid. That's, that's why Mello wanted to go there. It was like a perfect pairing. So I don't know. Like, I think they could have got it done. It's, it's like, why do you make that trade on draft night to acquire, you know, three future first round picks if you weren't like they were clearly stockpiling assets to do something and they didn't do anything. And so they're now so sitting like, on those know. three picks with, with, no, with no plan. High lottery pick with no high lottery pick player in this draft to show for it. And now it's like you get three future protected picks that aren't going to be good as the number eleven pick, I believe, is the one they traded. And it's like, what are we doing? If you're not willing to give up you know, five, six first round picks that you've stockpiled for a guy like Donovan Mitchell, then what are we, what are we doing? Like, I, I don't know what we're doing. It's, it's, I would hate to be a fan of that organization right now. I mean, it would, it's just, it's so infuriating. It's so infuriating. John K puts in, uh, John K com, uh, oh, comments John. on our YouTube channel. Thank you for chiming in says front <laughs> office you, is crap for the Knicks. John, we you agree. pretty much summed it up. You, we we could have <laughs> saved ourselves about twenty minutes. Yeah, if yeah. if we would best have just so said far. that. that. So was, yes, that was the best take. So solid far. summation in in what yeah. we're saying. Maybe we'll bring you on one day, John. You need to come on, make a guest appearance. The old Uncle Uncle K at this point now. Uncle J. Uncle John. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me go let me go to the other side of the uh, the good old U.S. of A. and let me jump into some L.A. Lakers news. Okay. Uh, we got word over the week that Patrick Beverly was traded to the Lakers. Now, if you know anything about which crit, I know you do. There is some historically large beef between Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. Now, Russ Westbrook is still on the Lakers squad. We also heard for now, 
We also, I also read something that Darvin Ham is going to, and and this may be a temporary thing, but he's gonna try to figure out a way to try to play both those players at the same time. Are you yeah, kidding we'll, me? We'll see. If, if, we'll see how that like, works. I, 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 I pray that that's the plan on paper, mm-hmm. and that he's just. Or, or, sorry, I should say I I pray that that's just what he's saying to the media. I also pray that that's not the plan on paper because Russ, Pat Bev on the same court, offensive major limitations. Like, yes, yeah. Pat Bev can hit the occasional three where Russ can't. I mean, Russ, might, you might as well throw a – see if he can throw a yeah. football into the freaking hoop. Like, that's how bad right. he is at shooting. Right. I mean, you know, like Pat Bev, I, I mean, I'm looking, he's a he's a career 37 percent shooter from three. That's, you know, slightly above average. And last year he, he dipped down to 34 um, percent. That's not great. You know, like, I, I don't know. I I don't think that would be if I was the coach, which certainly I am not an NBA coach, but I don't think that would be the move to run those two out there together. One of them is going to have to run the back unit and. You're gonna to have to decide if you want if you want the defensive tenacity of a guy like Patrick Beverly out there with LeBron in the starting unit to kind of invigorate the guys around him. I mean, he's like that's his main calling card. You know, the, the stats don't tell you everything about the value of a guy like Patrick Beverly. His his defensive intangibles and his his mindset are infectious, and I think every team he's been on, that's that's he's helped the people around him become better defensively and. So, so that's, I don't know. It's I think it was a good. That's move why. That's why them. I'm into that trade. That's but but that's why I hate the idea of pairing both Pat and oh yeah Russ Westbrook time, in the same not. court yeah. because no no who's who's at that point the leader of the team like hey, yeah, I don't ultimately LeBron is a lot of yeah ego. for sure. A lot of ego out there at one time, you know, like that would, that's just too much. I mean, one of them's going to have to get regulated to the bench and who that is. I, I don't know. I mean, if I was the coach, I think I would start Patrick Beverly and let Russ just be. Could Russ you, off could the you, bench could you get... run a Russ, Pat Beverly, LeBron, AD, whoever the center is. Thomas Bryant. I believe it's Thomas Bryant. At center for them. Could you run that squad out there? I mean, you're oh, you're you, still I mean, you, lacking you can. massive shooting. Right. You you can run it out there. I don't know if it's I don't, I don't know. It's yeah, shooting is going to be a problem. Shooting is going to be a problem with in that lineup if LeBron is your best shooter, that's terrible. I mean, LeBron has has increased his three-point percentage over, you know, like he's been a better shooter over the last couple seasons, but he wasn't by any means a fantastic shooter last year. Okay, so so, so it's this brings me then to my next question and these are some trade rumors that have kind of resurfaced regarding mm-hmm. Russ Westbrook. I think he's good as gone. He better be good as gone. But um, he should be. But these rumors of Buddy Heald and Miles Turner for Russell Westbrook and the 2027 and 2029 first round picks have resurfaced. Mm-hmm. Are you I, I like 
I think that's that feels like it has to be a no-brainer at this point for LA. If that's on the table, I would do that 100% of the time. Like I realize that those those picks are are way in the future. Maybe you can throw some like protections on them to kind of not completely screw yourself over as a as an organization at that point, but um because those could be valuable. I mean, you think of a 2027 and 2029 Lakers squad. What does that look like? At that point, LeBron almost certainly he should not be in the league at that point because he's going to be a, in a damn retirement home basically at that point. Like AD, who knows if he's going to even last till then. I mean, he, he who knows if he's going to be on the Lakers by then. So like that team could look really, really bad in 2027 and 2029. So those picks could be valuable. But I would do that trade – 100% of the time because that that fixes all of their their holes right now. They need shooting and specifically if they could get a, a shooting and defense from the five position, that's I mean that's a no-brainer like you said. I I would do that 100% of the time. Be a perfect fit. Buddy Heald would be amazing just getting kick out kicks out from LeBron. Uh Miles Turner can stretch the floor. He's a great rim protector. Um it would help on the defense and the offense. I mean, I think that would be an amazing trade. And you get rid of Westbrook, who seems like at this point he is a locker room oh, cancer. He is, I mean, it's, it would be a win-win, I think, for both sides. Indiana would get some amazing potential assets down the road for their rebuild that's clearly going to last quite a while. And, um, yeah, and they, then they get rid of these players that are basically just rotting on their roster. I mean, like, what use is Buddy healed to the, to the Pacers right. this year? They're not winning any games, like... Miles Turner still young-ish, and I think could still be a part of it. But like they're rebuild, they're going to be rebuilding for a while. So you might as well try to get some value for for Turner now. Well, and I I think that, like you said, for LA, like if if you can run out an LA starting lineup of AD Turner, LeBron, Healed, and Pat, Pat Bev. Bev. That's that good. is That's way, way better than whatever the hell they have now. I'd right. much and rather some, take that know. balance of having a sweet shooter in healed and a pretty solid rim protector. And also, Miles Turner can hit sh- corner threes. Yeah. Decent shooter, right. The other thing, too, like yeah. Miles Turner, AD, those two dudes protecting the basket defensively. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's legit. Like Miles Turner that's is elite. a is is that's a elite. is a interior block monster. I mean, he's led the league in blocks before. I mean, he's an he's an elite rim protector. I, I do. I I I really truly believe that he's just he's dealt with some injuries and and stuff. I don't think he gets the total recognition that he deserves on the defensive side of the ball. But he's he's an elite rim protector and shot blocker. And then AD is clearly. I mean, he's shown that he's an elite defensive player when he's on. The court. I mean, when that's well, so that's like, so okay to go back to exactly that word when he's on the court. Mm -hmm. When if if he gets hurt, Miles Turner can just jump straight into that role. They fill a they they play a very, very similar position, right? And then they they have some, you know, okay. I mean, you'd have a guy like a Thomas Bryant who they signed, like he's not. He has he's some he has good. some potential. He's coming back from injury. We'll see what he looks like, but like he shouldn't be your no. starter. I mean, he'd be he'd be okay coming off the bench. Um, but yeah, I agree. So like if AD gets hurt and if slash when at this point when he gets hurt, I think Miles could 
more easily slide into that power forward spot and then they could try to figure out something at center. Love it. Uh, okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for us here on the uh, NBA Sports Show featuring Crit, Dead Arm Sports. Oh, look at that swish from Big K. Look at that. Beautiful. Can, the follow through. Can you actually, like, make a three? I oh, mean, hey, you've we, seen it. You've seen it firsthand. Uh, it takes a lot of, uh, yeah. I mean, I've it takes a few chops tries, out there before. Hey, okay, before <laughs> before we close this out, we do have a write-in question on our from uh, YouTube Live. Again, Jonathan K. Oh, okay. And he says, uh, why is Chris so beautiful? Ooh, that's a... That's a tough one to answer. I don't. That should have been the question of the day. That's a real stumper. I mean, why? Oh man, what's not to like? <laughs> I mean, you got you got the Bucks hat, you got a little stubble here, you got the mullet. I mean, I don't know. It's a perfect package. I mean, this doesn't just happen overnight. You know, this takes a lot of work. Have you experimented with makeup? I I have not. Have you no. experimented with think- Botox? No. So this is all natural. This is natural. This is natural, look at, yeah. Look at this guy. I get asked that question a lot, yeah. Look at this guy. Thank you, guy. Jonathan Kay. I mean, thank you for your continued support out there, young man, and I hope that you are doing well. Mr. K, uh, appreciate that. No Donovan Mitchell for you, but hey, yeah. we at least sucks have the content for you to to appreciate. We're going to... Uh, right. You can hit us up on, uh, you can find our Dead Arm Sports page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Pods. You can also find us on our social media profiles, uh, just at Dead Arm Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Just search Dead Arm Sports to find us on Facebook. You can also find us on our YouTube channel. Make sure to hit subscribe. Just search Dead Arm Sports. Should be the first thing that pops up at the top of your search bar. Hit the bell. Ding. Bell notification. Subscribe. Hit the bell, and uh, and you'll be able to get you'll be able to get all of our uh, all of our content live. Once anything is released, once we go live, you'll get a notification. So that's a major that's a major turn on for all of you uh, all of you viewers, (laughs) all of you listeners. Uh, big crit. It has been an absolute pleasure this week, and oh, yeah. uh, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, man. I'll, it's been fun, man. We'll have to get together next week and do it all over again. See you in the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha